one of the things that really helps me in my marriage is a, a simple daily practice of reading the scripture because that truth in God's word reminds me of who he is. It reminds me of who I am. And so often it reminds me about my wife, uh, the great gifts, qualities, skills, the gift she is to me from the Lord. I'm John Fuller in the studio with Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin, who head up our marriage team here at Focus. And Greg, reading scripture is not like the magic thing, but it, it's such a powerful tool in our relationship. Why is that? Yeah, I mentioned on our previous episode that I've really been trying to read one Proverb, Proverb day. every yeah. day. And what's great about that is that, that it's so rich as far as just behaviors and how do we walk out as a Christ follower, just that, that our daily life, our marriage. You know, I was thinking about Proverbs 15, 1, you know, a gentle answer turns away anger, but but harsh words stirs up conflict. And that what you talk about a fantastic application for my marriage to focus on, yeah, what, what does gentleness look like? What does a gentle word look like? In Proverbs eighteen twelve, before his downfall, a person's heart is proud, but humility comes before honor. Mm-hmm. In in just the importance of you know when when Aaron and I are in a you know maybe a difficult discussion, a, a hard conversation, what does humility look like? In you know Proverbs seventeen seventeen, a friend loves at all time, and a brother is born for a difficult time. So when Aaron is having a bad day. As her best friend, how am I leaning in? Like that—that's when she needs empathy and just mm-hmm. encouragement and in my prayer. And so it's just you know even something as simple as I'm going to read a chapter from Proverbs every day and just glean from that. And how do I then apply those words to my marriage? It's—it's mm-hmm. it's just packed, and that's just one book yeah. out of the entire Bible. Mm-hmm. Well. You've touched on it there, Greg, and we're going to hear more from Howard and Danielle Taylor, who have a ministry called Marriage on Deck. Uh, They spoke with Jim Daly about the importance of reading God's Word and ultimately how through the Word we can learn more about God's design for our marriages. Let's go to the Bible and what the Bible says about marriage. Yes. What does it say as to the why of marriage? Foundationally, we believe that the Bible starts out straight away in Genesis one twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. beginning to give us instruction for marriage, be fruitful, mm-hmm. multiply, subdue, and have dominion. And so that gives us an idea after God created male and female of how he wanted us to coexist. Right. And so we begin to unpack in our marriage, what does fruitfulness look like? Yes. Well, of course we believe that that looks like childbearing mm-hmm. because God wants godly children, as it says in Malachi. But what is the multiplying of that fruit? What is subduing? What does that even mean to take control of something mm-hmm. yeah. in our marriage? Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, when he says dominion, what does he mean by that? And so we begin to unpack in the first chapter of the Bible what God gave us mm-hmm. as instruction, yeah. we believe as a blueprint. No, that's so good. You totally agree with that, I'm sure. Absolutely, because some of the couples, like Howard mentioned, that we talk to not knowing their purpose, but they're Christian couples that don't really know the Bible, right? Right. So when we explain to them, like, God has a purpose for Mm. your marriage. God has a plan for you two as individuals together. They are confused. They're like, well, we totally missed that part. Like, what is that plan? So then we have to help them figure out right. what is your purpose in a very practical way so that they can move forward peacefully and not take into consideration all of the things that the enemy is making a big deal in their marriage when it really doesn't matter, right, yeah. for the big yeah. part. Absolutely. I'd say the other purpose for marriage, I'd love your response to this, yeah. 
what I have learned over these 35 years is it's about becoming more like Christ. And what right. does that Come mean? On. Right. You know, it's not what we think. It's not conquer, winner, you know, right. it's giver. It's selflessness. Yes. Oh, yes. So oh. the very institution of marriage, I think, is actually established to make us more like Christ, right. which is to give and to be selfless. That's right. Isn't That's right. that? I mean, when you look at it from that perspective, yes. it's totally different. It's not what I can get out of it. Right. There's benefits of marriage. Yes. But, but it's give. what you can give. Speak to that. We were just talking the other day Absolutely. about 1 Corinthians 13, the love is patient, love is kind scripture, and really looking into it in the commentary. And the King James Version says charity, charity. right? Yeah. Charity is patient and kind. And then charity, to be charitable is like generous and helpful and giving, like you said. But we don't go into marriage trying to give and be generous and <clears throat> charitable to each other. Dating we do. Dating, we get anything. Right, right. <laughs> but once we, you know, get to the other side, we're like, what can you do for me? How can you serve me? We're not looking to serve yeah. each other. We're looking to get yeah. from each other. And God wants the issue sometimes, I think, with marriage and with mm -hmm. couples is that when we think about okay, God brought us together to serve each other. God brought us together to make us holy. God brought us together as an example between his relationship with his self and the church. Mm, and amen. that's how we should model our marriages after. But we don't do that because we don't read the word sometimes, yeah, right? No, that's true. We don't fully read the word all the time to know what God's purpose and intention for marriage was. Yeah. So in that in that respect, you talk about in this great workbook that you do, The Fundamentals of Marriage that you've written, yes. which has video components to it as well. Yeah. But in there, you're talking about identifying your gifts and purpose as a couple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, You know, I, I think Gene and I have done that almost without being too deliberate about it. Okay. We could have been more deliberate, but I think we fell into the right groove. Right. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it was as intentional as it should have been. Absolutely. So okay. so help me understand, you know, purpose and gifts within your marriage. Well, you know, when we think about purpose, we think about, you know, what is it that's going to be a adhesive to your marriage? Mm -hmm. Marriage has so many seasonality patterns that purpose for Daniel and I, especially, it added an adhesive, a glue, a bond to that mm -hmm. leaving and cleaving point that was more eternal, was more lasting, right? But what we found is when we first got together, it was all our differences that provided conflicts. It was, it was not the things that complemented us. And so we mm -hmm. began to get intentional about it. We began to say, whether it was a diagram, what are our similarities? What are right. the things that we have in us that complemented us? And I'll tell you what we landed on, we, and we believe purpose resides, we believe it resides in your testimony. Mm -hmm. There are so many things that God allows us to huh. go through that aren't comfortable to us, that are painful to us, that we believe hurts us, mm -hmm. and we don't want to discuss. But in those things, God had purpose, and the testing was meant for you to be able to take control of that, subdue it, whether it's in your home, mm -hmm. whether it's a wandering eye or pornography, or whether it's lust, or whether it's poverty that mm -hmm. struck our home, or whether it was bad parenting. These experiences that Danielle and I went through, because we came from broken homes, mm -hmm. these experiences were core to our purpose, and us overcoming them allowed us to have a bond and a glue. Right. And so when we saw our friends and our family members begin to get divorced, yeah. we started to see this carnage of marriage around us, our heart was sensitive yeah. and it was prepared to take on our now life's mission. And right. so we encourage couples to look at what you've experienced in your life. Look mm -hmm. at where God has experienced you. Jesus didn't look at the disciples and 
and not relate to them being fishermen. He looked at their skill set and their experiences right. and said, let me make you a fisherman of men. And so we tell couples when we coach them, be practical about that process. What is your testimony? What have you went through? These are the things that will cause you and your husband and wife to want to take control of that mm-hmm. and be impactful and serve others in that area. And that's where we believe really being intentional about identifying purpose resides for your marriage. And it helps you stay together. When people yes. have a purpose that they're working towards, they're not so easily to break up or let's separate or I don't want to be with you anymore because you gained weight or you lost your job or you have this addiction. We have a common goal that's like bringing us together and helping us. us, Yeah, and bonding us. Okay, so the Taylors talked about having a common purpose. And just last night I was talking to Dina about how here we are in this empty nest season and we've had these separate lives in some respects. I mean, I've been here at Focus for 30 plus years and she's been at home by her choice, raising the kids and and being the mom and being my wife. And we haven't had a together purpose apart Mm. from the kids. Mm. So we're trying to figure out what what is that common purpose going to be as we move ahead? Why is this such an important conversation for us to have, not waiting until you're an empty nester, but as soon as you can? Yeah, for sure. We think it's so important to you know, really recognize that God wants to use your marriage and what a vessel our marriage is to be used. We often use the analogy of the Dead Sea because the Dead Sea is this body of water that has the Jordan River flowing into it, this life-giving river flowing into it, but not one thing flows out of Of the the Dead Dead Sea. Sea. Hmm. And so often we'll say, we don't want a Dead Sea marriage. We want a marriage that is life-giving even outside of our home. Like God has this purpose for us. He knows the desires he's put in each of our hearts and the giftings he's given each of us. And together, what can we do um, beyond us? And together, we can do so much more in our unity and our oneness. We can accomplish so much more together than we can as individuals. And now, let me be quick to point out, I wasn't suggesting we've led separate lives. No, we've been really good teammates in terms of the kids, and um, we had her mom in the home for a couple of years, and that was a team effort. So we really have augmented each other's roles and and worlds well. Yeah, it's just now it's kind of a different purpose. What What does that look like? Yeah, and I think just very practically what I would encourage you to do is to really think through and answer some some great questions. One, one of my favorite ones is what kind of legacy do we want to leave as a couple? You know, how do we want people to remember us? What qualities, you know, what do we want them to say about us? I think the more that we can kind of think about, yeah, what who do we want to be known and remembered as is a couple. Mm-hmm. You know, I want people to remember that, you know, Aaron and I, we, we, they were a fun couple to be around where they, they would just lean in and, and help if when we needed help, they didn't hesitate to walk with us through our whatever season of struggle or dark time in their life. Yeah. And even the opportunity, John, for you and Dina and other empty nesters is looking at how do we invest in younger couples? Mm. How do we walk alongside them? Even tonight, we're getting on a Zoom call with a young couple who we helped with their premarital. 
and they're two years into marriage and they're having they're hitting a bump and so they reached out and said hey we'd love to you know just visit with you guys and we'd love to because we want to keep encouraging them and rooting them on and as uh, what would we call it an experienced yeah. season as a, I was going to say as an older as married an older couple, couple but as an experienced seasoned <laughs> yeah. married couple yeah. We have such a gift to give to the generations mm-hmm. that are up and coming. Yeah. And John, we actually call these couples marriage champions okay. here at Focus. And, and we are always trying to encourage couples, figure out just ways, simple ways to invest mm-hmm. in the life of another couple, which is really what we're talking about. And so we'll put a link to our marriage champion website just to give great ideas. I mean, we'll, we'll give a whole bunch of ideas on how to encourage another couple, how to support maybe a couple struggling, mm-hmm. or even if you want to go deep, how to mentor another couple. But lots of just simple, practical ways to invest Got in it. the life of another couple. And we'll link over to the Marriage Champions site uh, in the show notes. And uh, we're also going to have a link to the book by the Taylors called The Fundamentals of Marriage. Uh, we're making that book available to you uh, when you make a one-time gift or a monthly pledge of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. Details are in the show notes. One final thing, there's a free assessment for your marriage. It's uh, a terrific tool. I'm going to encourage you to take five or ten minutes and work together. Each of you take the marriage assessment, and then as a couple, come together and talk about it. It's going to be a great conversation starter for you. Uh, to go deeper, and maybe to discover a little bit more about the common purpose you can have uh, together. Next time, we're going to hear about hard circumstances and staying strong together and finding peace, even in the midst of real extreme difficulty. We'll hear from Sarah and Jeff Walton. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.